welcome to another episode of Chats with the Chatfields. This is a podcast to expand your idea of what's impacting veterinarians, animal care professionals, and all animal lovers in the galaxy as humans. I'm your host, Dr. Jen the Vet, and it's a little empty. Where's the other voice? That's right, Dr. Jason is on a brief hiatus, also called a day off. I don't know how he gets these banker's hours. You can reach me with any questions full of love and positivity at jen at chatfieldshow.com. And if you just want to tell Jason you miss him, you can reach him at jason at chatfieldshow.com. This episode of Chats with the Chatfields is brought to you by Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplement. With all the fuss happening in the pet food industry, why not invest in something to help guard against digestive health derangements in your pet? Full Bucket's probiotics are formulated by veterinarians to support your pet's normal digestive health. Your pet's gut microbiome is integral to their immune system performance. Why not add Full Bucket's daily dog or daily cat probiotic powder to your pet's daily routine to curate, protect, maintain, and strengthen your pet's microbiome? Visit fullbuckethealth.com today to check out all of their veterinary strength supplements. Okay, so today, it's a good thing we only have one host because we have two very special guests. I am so lucky to be here today with two incredible people in the animal industry. And I say animal industry because here at Chats with the Chatfields in the chat room, we don't just talk about veterinary medicine. We talk about all facets of animal care. And so I am here with Jean and Dr. Dana, also known as the CEO of NAVC and the CVO of NAVC. And that's too many acronyms. I know. For for, 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 for the chatterboxes. (laughs) So uh, tell me, first of all, for the uninitiated, what is NAVC? What is NAVC? Great question, Dr. Jen. Let me tell you what NAVC is. NABC is an organization that really reaches out to provide educational opportunities to the veterinary community around the world. Okay. That's what we do. Around the world. You don't discriminate. It's a global effort. We, we're not galactic yet like you, but <laughs> we are around the world. Yes. Boom. Hey, we love guests who shout out about our galaxy yeah. of, of fans. Okay. And Dr. Dana, what does... VMX mean? Because everyone like says these other letters in conjunction with NAVC. <laughs> we have so many acronyms, don't we? Veterinary medicine is all about the it initials. Could be, it, could be, it could be the government. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But no, but really, so NAVC is kind of an umbrella mm-hmm. and VMX so, is? VMX is uh, the world's leading, most, most inclusive veterinary conference. We're veterinary meeting and expo. So we provide education for veterinarians in every sector of the veterinary world. Okay. I like that too, because mm-hmm. one thing that we talk about routinely here in the chat room is the diversity in veterinary medicine, mm-hmm. right? Just, I mean, I guess it's by default because our backgrounds are zoo medicine. So we truly say we don't discriminate on what species we treat. Pet, pet owners. I think pet owners should be interested in NAVC and VMX. Absolutely. Um, yes. Their veterinarians are here Absolutely. for yes. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, and one of the key reasons that we wanted to talk with you guys and have you into the chat room is to talk about the innovation that's that's happening right now in veterinary medicine. 
Yeah. It's really remarkable. So Jen, you already know this, that animal medicine parallels human medicine. And we're actually getting things moving from the human medicine world right into the animal medicine world faster than ever. So our job at NAVC is to make sure veterinarians know all about those innovations, how to incorporate them in their practice, Mm -hmm. and how they can make the lives of pets better. Okay. I think that's fantastic. I do think though, 2020 would argue and say that animal issues are moving into the human side, maybe a little bit more frequently, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Gene? Um, yeah. Well, yes, I think that has moved in with the, um, with, with, with the, um, the COVID-19 <laughs> folks, the COVID-19 impact on my brain. If you're right watching, yes. if, if you're yes. watching, take a drink. Yes. We said coronavirus. So, so yes. with, with the uh, adoption rate for animals and and working from home and, mm-hmm. and 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 the bonding between the animals and the and the human side, I mean, it's just it's just gone you know exponential as far as uh, as far as the the need for care now mm-hmm. for those animals and just the just the bond that it really creates. Yeah, um, I think that's been incredible, right? What we mm-hmm. saw in 2020 was not only were people working from home, but I feel like in practice. I was seeing pets more often and earlier, right? Pet owners are noticing their pets need care. And I think you're sitting at home for eight hours a day working from your computer. It's a lot easier to notice the dog is itching Mm -hmm. and he's still itching and he's itching some more, (laughs) right? Like you you can't ignore that when he's sitting right there by your desk. And so we did see it. I think that was one of the benefits of all this remote working, but I think another thing, and that's what, what I love about VMX is that you guys have this um, kind of, incubator type situation mm-hmm. for innovation in vet med and it culminates on sunday right mm-hmm. with right. right i'm going to enunciate this well a pitch off see how yes. i enunciated yes. you guys you did a good job right? you did a great job <laughs> yeah a pitch off so it's kind of like a shark tank situation for startups yes yes yeah, so right. can you tell me more about that Sure. So this is something that we started about four years ago uh, to allow those newcomers into the industry with their innovations that help veterinarians or the veterinary staff. Mm -hmm. And it it really is just like a uh, like a shark tank. So there's a panel of judges that evaluate the the products based on certain criteria and and a winner is declared. And this year we have four or five really great, innovative, either Systems, mm-hmm. products, techniques that at the end of the day, what it really is, is it, 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 the most valuable thing in the veterinary office is the veterinarian's time. So what you'll see is a lot of innovation that frees up the veterinarian's time to really focus on the things that are, that they should be focusing on and not the administrative work and not the daily routines that the, that the nurses or technicians can take care of. So some of these yeah. new innovations are really, really for the pet owner. Yeah. They should be really glad that these are coming through because they, they know that their vet now will be focused on the important. Is things. this guy not the best? <laughs> Did you just, we keep him that? around for a good reason, oh, right? Holy. He gets it. He gets it. I know. So but yeah. let's get down to a little bit of nitty gritty about medicine. Right. Yeah. Because Dr. Dana, what are you kind of seeing in trends with those innovative efforts? Oh my, there's so many cool things coming out. I mean, the two things that come to mind, one diagnostics are getting faster and faster, right? Mm -hmm. We used to have to wait three days for cultures and send in slides in the mail or Mm -hmm. send them off. Well, now we can do things like scan slides and digitally and Mm -hmm. have them sent to the the clinical pathologist that day and they can get back to us with an answer 
later that day. Right. And through the interweb. Yeah, this right. whole cool thing, like email, text, yeah. you know, electronic medical records. But it's yeah. great because that means an owner that used to have to wait three or five or even seven days to hear, you know, what's that lump? I'm stressed about it. I'm already worried. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear back maybe the next day, sometimes even that day, sometimes even during that appointment. Can you talk to like this, this human doc I know? <laughs> I know. Because in human memory, you're still waiting. Right. Right? We're, We're still waiting, waiting, waiting and waiting. Yeah. It's incredible, right? Um, and I think the kind of the advent of artificial intelligence, right? Of computer learning, machine mm-hmm. learning, these are things we say now, yep. machine learning into veterinary medicine, I think is incredible. And that's one thing I think pet owners and animal lovers may not be aware of. And like you say, that the veterinarian's time is at a premium, right? right? Absolutely. The only thing I can't make more of, and neither can either of you, right. is time. Right. And so if I can elevate that standard of care and provide it in a more timely fashion, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about things getting populated right into your medical record without you having to type them from from the oh, the digital service like literally so still my heart exactly automatically <laughs> populating my medical record exactly because just think about how much time that would free up in your day yeah. right now instead of sitting there and typing and going through this remembering what happened mm-hmm. earlier in the day you're going to open up your medical record and your notes are already there you might just have to make you know do a little cleanup add a add a quick little note that you you added thought of later Oh and you're done. Lord. You're and, done. Well, and, and actually yeah. I'm not done. What I'm doing is I'm seeing the dog that threw up this afternoon. You know, he was fine this morning and he threw up this yeah. afternoon. And now I got to see him because he weighs two and yeah. a half pounds. And as we know, little dogs, there's not a lot of extra dog. Mm-mm. So that one puke followed by a little bit of dog. Like these are They're problems. They're super right? dehydrated yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. You are. They're already behind. Yeah. They're already behind on the fluids. Well, and just think about how much more time you could spend with that client. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how much more time you could like spend connecting with them, mm-hmm. talking them through mm-hmm. difficult decisions, talking yeah. them through tough diagnoses. If you didn't have to worry about what you're writing down mm-hmm. each time. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. I worry. Yeah. No, I'm going to worry. We yeah. We're warriors. We are, we are warriors. collective warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so I think that the, um, the advent of technology in there is great. Um, I do worry a little bit, you know, it's like, like you guys know I'm not a Luddite. I don't think that <laughs> like robots are going to take over the world. But I do worry a little bit about our continued and increased reliance on machines. Do you guys see that as an issue moving forward or do you see kind of an integration? What do you see? So um, the introduction of robotics or machines will will happen Mm -hmm. in every industry, but I don't think you can really replace the really hands-on, the tactile Mm -hmm. uh, touch of a DVM or Mm -hmm. nurse or technician. So that you know, that part of it, I think, is really hard to uh, replicate. Mm-hmm. But I think there are learning modalities that you will have with virtual reality mm-hmm. uh, or a- augmented reality that I think will help the veterinarians and the veterinary team learn more uh, quicker, mm-hmm. uh, short snippets of, of education that helps them get it back to the lab or to the clinic right away and mm-hmm. utilize. So I think that use of robotics or equipment or machines is really to the advantage of the pet owner yeah. because 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 the, the veterinarian and the veterinary team is not waiting mm-hmm. to complete a course they can go online and and and, and get the latest technique on dentistry mm-hmm. or you know any type of surgery and just learn that and apply it immediately so i think that is a good thing 
So it's that learning curve is kind of, it's a lot, a little bit steeper. It's yeah. a, it's a faster, faster to mm-hmm. application in right. the clinic. Exactly. Well, and think about, you know, you know how we are, John. We're always worried like, oh, do I really know enough to do that? Am, am I confident enough? Think about how would it be great it would be. You go, you learn a new technique, mm-hmm. but then when it comes time to apply it, you kind of have this moment of, yeah. am, am I really ready? Well, how right. easy is it to go look back at a, a five minute video now and be like, oh no, I do know that. All right. I feel really good about this. And I I'm ready to go right that day. And I, I, I can, can use what I've learned. I yeah. don't have to second guess myself anymore. I do love the YouTube <laughs> for learning. Yes. I yes. do. I do love the, I mean, like it's, it's like Google now. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's better than Dr. Google. I tell you. Yeah. YouTube is... like, doctor, like, it, like, so as I went in the chat room, Dr. Google's not always wrong. It's just not always right. right. Exactly. Right? Because every yeah. head is different. So then, so then becomes the hard question, right? And this is, I, this is starting to pop up. It probably would have popped up sooner had we been able to have more dinner parties. But anyway, now that people are, are socializing a little bit more, um, the question is starting to come up. Are we pricing ourselves out of the market? Is veterinary medicine becoming so advanced that there's going to be kind of two tiers of veterinary care available? I, I don't, I, I'm not necessarily sure that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's what's not happening, right? I think we're in the midst of a bit of transition. What is your perspective? Because you guys have a, a whole 360 of it. What's your y'all's perspective? Well, you know, it's always really interesting to me when people say, oh, veterinary care is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And it can be. Sure. But I also see great clinics popping up that have support, either either mm-hmm. government or local support or our nonprofits and literally have public support to help provide veterinary care in low-cost situations mm-hmm. to keep animals across the board quite healthy. I also think when we compare ourselves to other sectors in medicine, I won't name them, uh, we're actually very, very <laughs> affordable when it comes right down to it. Uh-huh. Um, it takes more planning, and mm-hmm. it takes more planning on our part of the veterinarians to prepare our owners for costs that could come in the mm-hmm. future with certain diseases uh-huh. or even just as preventative care. But I think when we look at it as a whole, actually, I think veterinary care is very affordable. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I should spell her name right on a check because she, <laughs> what she's walking all the way around, I think, is preventive care. Yes, right? absolutely. And yeah. like, y'all know that's my jam. Um, so preventive med, I think, has become so advanced that animal owners are not always aware how effective it is mm-hmm. and right. how cheap it is, right? Uh, clearly, it's just been in the last couple years that this saying has started going around, an ounce of prevention is a pound of care. Oh, no, that's not new. That's old, right? And is it really a pound or is it more like 10 pounds? It's more like 10 pounds, Yeah, right? exactly. 100%, exactly. right? And we talk about that all the time. I find myself in exam rooms talking about, I really think we ought to consider doing this based on your pet's risk profile. Mm-hmm. You need this vaccination. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm trying to sell more vaccinations, because guess what? I got two more exam rooms after you. (laughs) But because of what we now know about disease, right? Mm -hmm. And for heaven's sakes, doesn't the whole world now know about infectious disease? disease. Yes, we've all gotten a a crash course in the last year on infectious disease. Exactly, (laughs) right? Like zoonoses. MRNA platform, uh, quarantine and isolation, contact. These are things we say now, friends, mm-hmm. right, in mixed company. Yes. And so I think you're getting at that very effectively with prevention is what we can do. Yeah, and, and we're cost. so good at prevention, mm-hmm. too. I, You know, veterinary medicine was really set up to promote preventative medicine. Oh, sure. And I think since we are so good at it, mm-hmm. we, we just need to 
embrace that and mm-hmm. own that and make it, you know, available to everyone. I mean, I think we're the original yes. preventive care because <laughs> we, we were looking to prevent disease in people. I mean, mm-hmm. really that was the end goal, right? Initially when veterinary medicine shows Absolutely, up, it's yeah. prevent disease in people from their close contact with animals, et cetera. Right. right. And now here we are full circle in the 21st right. century. Right. You know, I think, I think your point is well made, Good. well made. Good. Okay. So here, as you may know, we look, we give our guests an opportunity to tell us the one thing that they wish that every, our fans are chatterboxes, (laughs) that they wish every chatterbox knew about what they do, where they're from, who they are. And so I prattle on here for another 20 seconds, giving our guests time (laughs) to come up with something. But just what pops in your head of the one thing you wish that every time you went to a dinner party, you're like, man, people are always asking about this. I wish they knew blank. Right. And does anything pop in your head? So the, the thing that pops in my head is that pet owners, you're part of our, you're part of our veterinary team. You're part of our healthcare team. And I want you to feel that way. Oh, how nice is that? <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. So she true. wants everyone to feel that way. <laughs> I do too. I Good. do too. Good. All right, Jean, so, from your uh, side. <laughs> so I'm not a veterinarian, but I do play one on camera. Well. He but does. From the business side, from the business side, I would say that I am proud to represent uh, a group of passionate, loyal individuals who look out for the thing closest to us in our lives, which is our pets. Holy moly. I mean, is there Kleenex behind here? Did we do a good job? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do for animal lovers everywhere, Mm -hmm. in particular for veterinarians, because we're partial to them here on chats, but also for taking the time to talk with our fans, our viewers, our listeners, because they're number one in our hearts. But we love to expose everyone to the great things that are happening with NABC, VMX, and the veterinary world at large. So thank you so much, Dr. Dana, Jean. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll catch you guys the next time on the next episode of Chats with the Chatfields. This episode was brought to you by Full Bucket Veterinary Strength Supplements.